We're finishing the 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 previous discussion with parents and with the parents and teachers. The introduction. We the Rabbi has been explaining the urgency of finding a new way to talk to the to the um, new generation and beginning at a very early age to tap into those resources that in modern times are are being are, are, are being discovered in the children the, the children are discovering within themselves from a from a, an early age emotions and and the cock of imagination and so on and how to begin to use this in an early age to train the child to use these faculties for the purposes of Kedusha and that's what we've been talking about so on page Chafei and he tells us in the middle paragraph so I don't want you to think that in this that in this Sefer I'm going to be going through all the different uh, methods of of chinuch of teaching. Here in the introduction, I'm just talking about the main reason that we have a problem in our times. And what we have to and what we have to pay more attention to, attention to, we have to be more careful than in earlier generations. And 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 the way that. Nowadays, we have to map out and plan a new way for the fathers and the sons. And I'm just trying to give a general approach towards dealing with the present situation where, where uh, there already is this poison, uh, this poison that... that um, that we see in the children of our generation where there's this sense of gaiva, of self, and, and of the ego from a very early age, long before the time that it should be emerging. And certainly other methods, of the, the, the particular methods of chinuch, and all the details should be, should be um, sought by the teachers and by the parents using the Torah to find all that they need I haven't come to say anything new the Torah is eternal and you don't need to go outside the Torah, outside the Torah to find any aces all the aces are in the Torah itself one doesn't have to go outside the Torah to find aces Every single detail is found in the Torah. For instance, the Gemara says in Shabbos, the Rabbah Mekami Pesach Lula Rabbon, Rabbah Milsa Deb Dichusu Badchi Rabbonin. That Rabbah, before he would begin the Shia, before he would begin the Shia, he would say over something humorous. He would begin with the Milsa Deb Dichusu. He would say he would say some sort of a joke. And after after that, then he would begin the shir in a great state of aim of awe. Ad kam the shen 
So it wasn't that Rabbah was, uh, that Rabbah was, God forbid, a light. But Rabbah would say a joke at the beginning, he said, in order to open their heart, that they should be in a, in a, in a state of joy. Because one can't connect to the divine presence if he's, if he's depressed and shriveled up and small. Right, so the so Rabbi Rabbi used this method, which even nowadays by many Malamdim would be considered to be sacrilegious. What do you mean you're telling a joke? Okay, what's there to tell a joke? Well, it was so funny. But the Gemara is telling us that Rabbi understood that with those with those students in that time, that to open their hearts, that they should be able to focus and concentrate, and to be in that state of joy where learning would be something that they could absorb and that they would want to ha- and they would want to receive. So Rabbi would begin every day this year. It says with the Milsa Dibdi Chusa with the joke. So we have to understand what, what the Gemara is telling us. Because the Gemara, and, the, and whenever we learn Torah, it speaks to us in every generation, and it tells us how to, how to cope with the particular circumstances of that time that we're in. <clears throat> so the Reb, so the Rebbe says that he understands that the Gemara now, that Gemara that about Rabbah joking is nowadays telling us a way to try to to try to to create a bridge between the between the student and the Malamid and the Rebbe, between the children and the parents, in order to shorten the distance that's between them. In order to do that, the next page is Leva Talmud. In order to do that, the Rebbe, the Rebbe must first, and the parent must first find a way to acquire the heart of the student. In order that the child should want to learn, first the parent, the Rebbe, has to acquire the heart of the child. And joy is one of the main ways to be able to be kind of the heart, to acquire the heart of any person, certainly of a child. Because nefesh Whereas adults, adults will indulge in depression and sadness. And that gives them some sort of a strange satisfaction. In other words, being sad makes people happy. When it comes to children, when it comes to children, a child that teva, a child that teva can't stand, cannot stand sadness. A child can't take it, can't stand it. And they feel instinctively when a parent is depressed or when a Rebbe is a Marish Charedik, if he's a depressed person, or the teacher is somebody that, that it looks like, 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 like he or she is carrying a burden of, you know, the, uh, the whole goal is on his shoulders. A child naturally feels a distance from such a parent and feels a distance from such a, from such a teacher. A child can't be civil sadness. They hate sadness. Therefore, the Rebbe cannot appear in the eyes of the children like someone who is angry. And a person of temper, 
a person who is who, who is um, who is not in a good mood. Moshe Yakel is Rishuf Talmud. So the Rebbe is saying not that not that uh, I'm not suggesting that the Rebbe act like a clown, and 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 uh, that's also something that sometimes you've seen. Sometimes you'll see a Rebbe that he has the right idea. In other words, he he feels that he's going in the way of Rabbah and that he begins with a milsa de but he lowers himself in front of the students in such a way that he crosses over that he crosses over that border, <clears throat> and as a result of that. The child no longer respects the Rebbe. So this is a very, very big chachma for a Rebbe to be able to have a sense of humor, for a Rebbe to be somebody who the children can, can feel comfortable with and are able to, and the hearts are able to be opened. Uh, but at the same time, that like it says by Rabbi, that when he, that he would begin teaching and they sat with great awe and great fear. So to be able to balance that is a very, very difficult thing. That's what he says. Veloishi is baza bein of chasasholim. Not that he should, God forbid, humiliate himself in their eyes. So, let's say, you know, it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to know with which, with which class, what type of kids. And, and, and bechlal, what, what's the, you know, what's the avira of that time and that place? There's a difference between a rebbe, let's say, between a rebbe who will, who will, um, who will play ball with the guys. And and the Rebbe who will uh, and and the Rebbe who will um, say you know uh, watch a movie with the guys uh, something like that and all for the purpose of of being uh, melamed and all for the purpose of being the care of them it's very very difficult to know when is that Rebbe crossing over that that boundary or where where, where has he made that mistake in judgment because he says he says the students have to see the Rebbe as somebody who is who's exalted, somebody who's special. They have to see the Rebbe. The Rebbe doesn't talk like them and act like them, and the Rebbe doesn't lower himself to be like somebody from the street. They have to see the Rebbe as somebody who's different, somebody who's above the the rest of the the people. But he has to be a gutter. They have to see the Rebbe as somebody who is somebody who's kind. And somebody who's good. And a lot of people, a lot of people think that the Rebbe, those who are will think that they have to try to be cool. Or the parents who think that they have to be cool. And being cool means to talk the, to, to talk the same lotion or to act the same way as the children. And in this way, they're creating a connection to the kids. The kids will get a kick out of it. Oh, they'll laugh. And they'll, you know, they'll get a great kick out of it. But, but they'll think that you're an idiot. They'll get they'll get a kick out of it. They'll enjoy it. They'll have a good time. But but they're not going to be a talmidim, and they're not and they're not going to be. They're not going to have the kind of respect for a parent that they're supposed to have. If you cross over that place, but they have to feel that the parents and that the teachers are people who are tov not not angry and not depressed and not on edge and not uh, anxious. Even at the time that he's telling him the joke, or that he's lightening, lightening up that he, a little bit. The student should still be trembling. That, is, that the Rebbe is somebody different, the Rebbe is somebody special. <coughs> so it doesn't mean telling a joke that's crude, 
or saying something that's off color. And even the kind of things that the, that a Rebbe might say to a friend. But when he says it to Talmud, you know, you can make a crack about uh, some minority group and with the Echevra and they think that it's funny. But you say it with the Talmudim, so they might laugh, but there's going to be always a kid or two or three in the class that thinks, well, I didn't think Rebbe spoke like that about other human beings. I don't think the Rebbe had that, uh, you know, I know we all use these words and say these jokes, but I think that my Rebbe, you know, they'll laugh. But that's the end of the relationship as far as the Rebbe's concerned. And a Rebbe doesn't mean a friend. Although a Rebbe should be a friend. But it doesn't mean he is a friend. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you could, that, that if you have a rubber, if you have a Rebbe, that you can put your arm around him and tell him some off-color joke that you heard in the office. Or that he should tell that to you. Because that already, that already is not the relationship that's not the relationship that the Torah wants. And that already destroys the possibility of there being a healthy, a, a healthy exchange of mashpia and makabal divrekedusha, holiness and Torah, that a child has to see that the father, that the Rebbe is a gohebe and a mensch, is somebody above the rest of the world. That's above the rest of the world. But if the, <clears throat> so then, you know, I know that, a person's thinking about what didn't Rabbi Nachman say that you have to become like a turkey, right? The Rabbi Nachman's famous story that we spoke about that that the that you have to go down to the level of the child. It's a very very dangerous mahaluk to know when you're when you're still a Rebbe. Certainly, when it comes to friends, there are other liberties that can be taken. But when it comes to a Rebbe, it comes to a parent. If the parent becomes, in the child's eyes, becomes no better than the child, then that's the end of the parenting. And if the Rebbe is no better than the child, that's the end of his uh, being a Rebbe. But at the same time, even when, even when the Rebbe, even when the Rebbe is giving the child the sense of his, of the Rebbe's um, greatness, or not greatness, but there is this feeling of aima, of awe that the child has. It shouldn't be to terrorize the kid, or to frighten the kid. The awe is not something that comes with screaming, with yelling, or comes with with, with, with um, taking advantage of a child, but it has to be always with, a, with a, that the child feels, even when the Rebbe, even when the Rebbe is, shows a kpeda, there has to be a measure of simcha, uh, of gentleness. And how the Rebbe and how the Rebbe does that, and how the Rebbe just demonstrates that to the child. The Gilu Baradas, it says in the Pasik that even the rejoicing is with trembling. <clears throat> and the reason that the child is trembling is not be, is not the same way that you're trembling in the presence of someone who's got a temper. That's not why that's not why the, the, the student, that's not why the Talmud has, has respect for the Rebbe, because if he doesn't, then the Rebbe is going to whack him. That's not called Gilu Barada. That's not called Ra'ada. Or that the Rebbe is going to yell. Or the Rebbe is uh, calling home. W- once you have to use all these kind of methods, it means that we already know that it's, uh, that it's profound. You might as well get a different profession. Because it's just, not, it's just one of these rebellion that's destroying the kids. I mean, screaming and yelling. A parent obviously can't get a different journey. That's, he's got to be, be a parent. He's, he has no choice but to change. But if you're a parent, 
if you're a parent and the reason that your children are trembling in your presence because you're, you're constantly holding the, you're holding your hand over their heads, that if they don't behave, and I don't mean literally that you're going to hit them, but there are many, many ways of, uh, there are many ways of, of, uh, of hitting children without using your hands. <clears throat> using very harsh words or using punishment in a way that's very extreme. But when the parent is, when the parent is, is, is you, is really living this way that the Rabbi is talking about, he doesn't have to ever scream. He never has to scream. Doesn't have to give a patch. Doesn't have to carry on. If, if he, if he's doing it the proper way. When the Rebbe finds himself screaming, I mean, it might happen, you know, a parent will, uh, something, you know, it'll happen. But if that's, if that's a derech hachayim, if you find as a parent that you're, as a way of life and as a way of raising the children, you're raising your voice and you're using a lot of punishment and those kind of, uh, it's, it means that, that it's, uh, it's, it means that you have to find a new way. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You might get the kid to, to, to comply because the, because nobody wants to deal with him. The sugar, nobody. Gonna, the kid knows that he, he, he. The kid knows. I better go along with this. He's crazy, and they look at you like you're crazy. They see when a, when a parent sees a child lose his temper, the child the child looks at the parent like he's mishugan. He's right because he's mishugan. You lose your temper, you're mishugan. And the child sees that. Children are very very simple. They're very sweet, and as the Rebbe said, they can't stand the anger. They can't stand sadness, and it frightens them very much. <clears throat> and because of that, because of that, uh, the relationship uh, is destroyed, and the child cannot be macabre from such a person. A child can be macabre from someone, you know, it happens once in a while, a person loses time, but the kid understands, but that's not the teva, that's not the nature of their relationship. It happens. It happens, and the child is willing to forgive. Children are very, very forgiving. But if there's a parent who's, or a rebbe, Whose whole mahalach is with intimidation and with anger and with, and with a strong arm. So then, then the, the kid will go along with it until he's able to get away. But, uh, he's, from the time that he's, uh, a little child, he's dreaming of being away from this Meshuggan. And, and certainly he's not macabre, not in any real way. He just, he'll, he'll imitate, he'll mimic, he'll try to please that father or that mother because he doesn't want to get a Mishaberach every time. But as far as, as far as receiving, now, receiving can only take place when it's given in, in, in a sweet and a gentle way, and with simach and with joy. But then joy doesn't mean that you have to become that you have to become like your kid. It doesn't mean that you act like a child. It doesn't mean that you that that uh, you dress the way that your kid dresses. You see that sometimes I see like you know parents that they that they try to to be like children, and that's that's it. That is, that itself is it. <clears throat> or they try to use the the shyness of the children. They're not even much slicha. Anyway, the kids laugh at them. But they try to act, you know, they have to talk like the kids and to use the same words as the, as the kids. <clears throat> and, 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 like, for instance, I used the word before to be cool. That's a very popular kid. The words with the kids, right, the kids, this is cool, this is cool. You can ask my children, they never, ever in their lives heard me say the word to them. It's cool. Ever. And I hear parents saying it all the time. To the kids, it's cool. I'm not saying it's an avera, but it's stupid. It's stupid because it's, it's because it's to use the illustrations. You don't have to use the illustrations. You don't have to use immature, silly street talk in order to connect to a kid. Well, I never saw that by my father that he should use my stupid illustrations or that he should come down to, to, to me. But I always felt that my father was besimcha and gentle and that my father understood me. But that doesn't mean that he had to become a kid. And he didn't become a kid. 
not how he dressed and not how he acted. He was always a father. And <clears throat> it's a very, very serious business. But people think that they're makar of their children by becoming children. Or they're makar of their Talmudim by acting like a kid. That's not, that's not what the Rebbe's talking about. That's why he says that even at the time when there is that feeling of, uh, when there is something humorous, at the same time there's also trembling. And the kid knows that. <clears throat> and, and children have to be brought up that way. This is a whole, this is a big subject. Where the child knows that that's my father's chair, that's my mother's chair. I don't sit in that chair. I don't go, I don't sit in that chair. My father and mother come to the house. I, I stand up. You say that to people now, they look at you like you're crazy. <clears throat> that's the way that I was raised. And, and, and my father didn't have to demand it. He didn't tell me. And Baruch Hashem, I don't tell my children either. But this is the way, this is the way that Jews raise their children. But now, if someone does that, they think, hey, he's, you know, this is, this is uh, abusive. <coughs> and usually those are the, the ones who say that it's abusive are the ones that are screaming and hitting their kids all the time. <laughs> the liberal, the more liberal parents, the, uh, the new age parents. So he says, The child, should, the child is trembling not the way that he trembles in front of somebody who has a temper. Somebody's always angry if somebody uses the fist. Ragiras hakavit. That's what it means. Because he honors the father. Because he respects the Rebbe. He respects his father and mother. That's why. Because he respects the parent. Obviously, as Chazal already pointed out many, many times, it's much harder for a mother to have a relationship because the mother is handling with the kids day and night. So it's much harder. But Yerusha Kovit. That the child sees the Rebbe, and the child sees the father, sees a parent as a Ben Aliyah, the way that sees somebody who's, who's, who's special, somebody who's great, somebody who's different. And the children, the children follow every single conversation that the parents have. And they see when a father doesn't talk with Derek Harris to, to, to a mother. The child sees. The child understands and he hears this very, very well. And he loses respect for a parent. The child loves his mother more than anybody in the world. And he sees the father. The father talks to his, talks to, talks to his mother in a way that's not with Derek Harris. It breaks something inside the kid. It mamish breaks something inside the child. The father can't win because the, because the child loves the mother with a havis oilam. The child loves the mother. For good reason. The father, Bakashi, maybe he could, you know, you know, uh, if, he, if, he, if he works his whole life, maybe he could earn some sort of a place in the kid's heart. But, but uh, I mean, a, a good place. But a mother? So could you imagine when the, when the child hears that the father is, is nasty, chasashon, to his mother? So the parent, the father thinks that this all, we're all one happy family. It's not true. The parent gets very, the kid gets very tzibrochen if he sees a father talking in, in, in a way that's not proper to, the, to, to his mother. And inside, even though he can't say anything, what's he going to say? He'll, then he'll get it too. But inside of the child, there's a terrible distance, there's a terrible distance that's being created between him and his parent and his father. When he hears a father talking about Derek Harris to his mother. It's a serious matter. There's something which is which a person has to have a cheshman every single day, every single minute of the day. In Harav Hashem So the Gemara says that if the Rebbe, in the eyes of the child, the Rebbe has to be like a Malach of Hashem, like an angel of God. That's how you learn Torah. 
but how are you Makabal Torah if your Rebbe is no better than you? So he's smart, he's a teacher, I mean, he knows this stuff. Torah is not, Torah is not, uh, it's not a secular subject. Torah is not history or science. Torah is the Tvar Hashem. Torah is the, Torah is, a Rebbe is a shtickle, is, is, is a little bit of a Navi. A Rebbe is in, is in the chain for Moshe Rabbeinu. That Moshe gave it over to Yeshua, and the Rebbe has to give it over to his Talmidim. And he's part of that Hishtalshvus from Har Sinai all the way to, to Mashiach Sikainu. This is not a subject. To be in Makabal, that's why it says Moshe Kibel Torah Messinai, whom is thoroughly Yeshua, as we've spoken about many times in the past. Torah is not a subject that's taught. Torah is something that's given. And in order for it to be given, in order for it to be received, it has to be from the person who you want to receive it from. It, it, it makes a difference who that person is. But they have now, you, you, know, you, can, you can be in college, you never, have to, you never have to meet your professor once. You can do it on the computer. I, I, uh, my, my daughter was telling me that there are people that they don't have to go to college, you don't have to go to a classroom. You can do everything on the internet. That you, you have a college, you have tests, you have everything on the internet. <clears throat> so could you do that with Torah? Could you imagine to do that with Torah? It's not Shaykhidah. But there's no Rebbe, there's no Talmud. There's no Hashpah, there's no Kabbalah. <clears throat> there's no Kabbalah Torah. Kabbalah Torah means from that person. And from that person means the way that the Rebbe talks, the way that the, even the gestures of the Rebbe. It's from a machine, or to watch it on a, on a video. There can't be a Kabbalah Torah in such a way. You'll see that it's going to be soon that they're going to have, they're going to have the yeshivas and things like this also, virtual this and virtual that. <clears throat> that, but Hashem didn't give us the Torah. It wasn't a virtual uh, uh, Maimon Harsinai. <laughs> Hashem Amish gave us the Torah, and we heard Hashem. We, we heard Hashem say Hashem Not a recording. Not a recording of Anayich Hashem. We heard Hashem Amish. We heard Hashem with our, own, with our own ears. We were there when Hashem is Baruch said Anayich Hashem It wasn't. It wasn't a recording. So the Rebbe says that, even, so then, if, the, if there is this relationship, so it's true that at times the Rebbe has to show that he's upset with the Talmud. Or a parent has to show that he's upset with a with with kid. But, but the, the student is not going to despise the Rebbe. You see, if the, if the student lives in that way, if the student's relationship with the Rebbe is that the Rebbe is a Balkaz, he's a, he's a temper and he's angry and he's nasty and he's insulting, so the, the, the kid learns from an early time to despise, he despises the Rebbe. He despises him. Same thing with a child and a parent. <clears throat> But if the, if, the, if the relationship is one that is proper, that is right, the way that we're talking about, and there's a sense of, of neuchias, of the child feels that the Rebbe and the parent are someone that, that loves him, and there's a feeling of simcha. So then even if occasionally the Rebbe or the parent has to show some anger, or he gets angry, the child doesn't, doesn't feel God forbid a hatred. And when the, the moment that the Rebbe shows him a smiling face, after the moment of anger, that, that increases the love that the child has. And I felt this with my, with, with, with a, a few of the Rebbeim. I mean, there was some Rebbeim that they were pushed, you know, angry and bitter people, and, and we hated them. You no, know, we hated them. 
we didn't talk about it uh, amongst ourselves. We wasn't Derek Harris. I mean, we were in that time. Most of us were still brought up in such a way that you don't say things. You know, but I remember I felt it. I know exactly which rabbi I can go from since the time that I was before first grade. From the time that I was a little, whatever, a little kid, I could go. Through, I, I could remember each of my rebellion, and I could now I could say this one. I hated this one. I loved this one. I hated this one. This one I liked. This one I loved. And those and the ones that I loved, it wasn't because they were. It wasn't because they were cool. It wasn't because they were cool. <clears throat> it didn't in 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 those rebellion. It, it wasn't that they they did descend it down to our level. There was a feeling of unbelievable awe and reverence. And and every, it meant everything in the world when I would see when I would see the Rebbe smile. And I remember by by Rabbi Yeshebe Soloveitchik, and he didn't smile too often. If anybody, I don't know if there's anybody here that 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 was in the Shir or that or that remembers him, he, but he didn't smile too often. And we we were in we were very very tense when we were in the Shir, because he even even when he was already at that time, which was very old, and he wasn't really feeling well. So people told me he was nothing compared to the younger in days, but his he had a very very sharp tongue, and in in, the, in learning he would say things that you know, he would say things that uh, were not always encouraging. <laughs> I don't know how to put it in a different way. They were not always encouraging, in the way that he spoke in learning. But everybody that was there felt that it, it, there was absolutely nothing personal in that, and the rare occasions when he would smile. It, it was like the most beautiful thing in the world. Whereas when you have a clown that smiles, it just looks like you know, it's another moment of uh, in the circus. Doesn't mean anything. But I remember when, that, that when when Rabbi Yisrael would smile, or by my Rabbi Rabbi David, it, it wasn't that he, he Rabbi David told jokes. If he did, I never I never got him. I mean, I don't remember that he told jokes. He didn't tell jokes. But there was such a sweetness, there was such a gentleness, and you felt that you were with a zaidi, with a grandfather. But at the same time, there was mamish, it was berada. There was a, there was a, there was a feeling of of tremendous, tremendous awe, that you're in the presence of somebody who was different, somebody who was great, somebody who was, somebody who was way, way beyond anything that you could ever imagine, anything that you could ever read. Somebody that was just a malach Hashem sabokas. That's how we felt. That's how we felt. <clears throat> and and to and to see him smile was the most wonderful thing. To 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 give him nachas, to say something in learning that would make that would make him smile. That's all that we were fighting for. To be able to earn a smile, to give him simcha. That's all that we wanted. That's what that that meant more than anything to us. And that that's that's what the that's what the, he's saying. So even then, so if and even when it was there, it'd be there'd be a moment moment of strictness and of din. But in a second, it would pass, and it would be it would be that it would be that that smile, that joy. And look what we see from the writings of the Shlach Kaddish. But our Kainu Ben Yoni Chinuch Dereinu had to educate our generation. But Omer Al Pasuk, so says in the Pasuk, Al Toichach Leitz Pen Yisna Eka. Don't rebuke the Leitz, the Scarfer, the Aker, Pen Yisna Eka, because he might hate you. Toichach Lachacham, but if you admonish a wise person, the Yehavecha, the that increases the love. When you when you admonish a wise person, not only does he not hate you. But he loves you even more. 
He loves you even more. But when you when you rebuke, if you rebuke a light, he hates you for, for telling him what's wrong, for, te- for pointing out his mistakes. <sighs> so the Shalos says that when you come to when you come to rebuke to admonish another Jew, don't don't be mezalzel, don't humiliate him, don't embarrass, don't humiliate, don't put him down. Don't tell him you're a lates. Don't tell him you're a behema. You're a chaya. You're this. Don't put him down. That means when you're giving teichacha, if you want to admonish another Jew, don't do it by calling him names and by putting him down. Look at a, a, an unbelievable pshat in the Pesach. Because if you do that, Pen he's going to hate you. He's going to hate you. And he's not going to listen to you. Rebuke the wise man. What does that mean? This is what you tell him. You say, you're such a smart, you're such a good child, you're so special, you're such a chacham. Don't use the word lights. Don't label the child or that other person as a lights and other negative terms. Because he'll hate you. He might obey, but he'll hate you. Long term, you're not going to get what you want. But, but, how, how should you? Instead it says, Haychach lechacham v'yahavecha. Tell him, Halaychacham ato, you're so smart. V'lomatsasakai. For somebody who's so, who's so smart like you, why are you doing this? It doesn't, it, it doesn't pass, it doesn't become a person of your greatness. And to use these kind of lashainas. And then, v'yahavecha, he says, v'yishmalacha, He'll love you, and he'll and he'll hear what you have to say. Adkan l'shayne hakadosh. These are the words of the Shalah hakadosh. Vadkam etzrichim lizor b'doreinu b'zeh. In our generation, how careful we have to be to remember this teaching of the Shalah hakadosh. How careful we have to how we have to remember this teaching of the Shalah hakadosh. Kishalev hanar. Because now the children from the, a very early age, their hearts are taking them off into different directions and they feel that they're far, that they're so different from the adults. Until now we were talking about in the old days how the children naturally felt connected to the adults and naturally felt a, 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 a respect and an awe. But he says, but now generation, to begin with, the kids feel this way. And especially... <coughs> The kids who were being raised, reading the secular books and watching the, the shows and, 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 and hearing all of this nonsense, which as we spoke about so many times already, that all of those books and all of those movies and all of those shows are teaching that, that adults are idiots. All of the, the whole culture of modern America is to show that the kids are more chashev than the parents. Kids from the beginning. If your kids are being exposed to television, it's being exposed to to to, um, to secular to secular music and and to literature, even 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 the books that are on the reading list of the school. So let's say we hope that they uh, we hope that they rev- that, that somebody reviewed these books. Most likely not. Maybe they flipped through a little bit. Or some teacher remembers from thirty years ago. 
But, but you have to realize that the, the portrayal of a parent and of a teacher in secular literature is not the way it's supposed to be Alpi Torah. Even, the, even in the better books. But nowadays, as far as, as far as television is concerned, and as far as, as far as the, the stuff that's out there now, the books and the magazines and so on, the whole, the whole mahalach is to show that you, is to show that your parents are, the parents are, uh, are dumber than you. Your parents are, are idiots. <clears throat> and we spoke about this, especially the father. Especially the father. The father's altogether an idiot. <clears throat> and I, and I told you this. Look, look through the books, look through your children's books. So the stuff they have in the library. You know, with the beautiful illustrations, all these books. So it doesn't always mean that human beings. It could be, it could be like the, you know, that they're animals. That's, an, that's another interesting thing we would talk about at a different time. Why is it that, the, what is this Indian of giving animals, uh, you know, the Berenstein bears? Like, why can't we just have the Berenstein people? <laughs> why the Berenstein bears? So uh, that sounds very silly to talk about. And you think, what, what, what's, uh, like, what could possibly be wrong with, with, having a, with having a bear as a parent? What's wrong with that? <clears throat> in the secular world, that our children are absorbing, that, that animals are human and humans are animals. That's what it, that's what it is. But even in those books where, they, where, they, where they're making the animals human, the father is usually an idiot. Look, into, look and read the books and see. If there's a father, Bechlau. Many of them, there's no father. You don't say, where's the father? Where's the father? <clears throat> and as much, I'll give you an example, as much as I grew up, I'm sure many of you did, loving Charlie Brown, Peanuts, right? It's Gavaldic. There's so much Chachman in it. He was really a brilliant person, this Schultz, and, it's, and the stuff is terrific. It's Chaval that there were no parents there. It's Chaval. He, he, because he taught many good things. There, there are a lot of healthy things that are being taught in Charlie Brown. There are many healthy things. But uh, I don't know what, I, I never, I, I don't know anything about, I know he died a few years ago, and I'm curious what, what relationship he had with his parents. But there are no, there are no parents there. Well, they, they don't exist. And in most of, in most of Disney, in most of these things, there's one parent, there are no parents. And if you look through, look through the stuff, just read the regular books. <clears throat> I, I look at all the books that the kids bring home from the library. When I had the time years ago, I used to I used to go and pick them out for the kids too. Now they pick them out and they bring it to the grand censor, <laughs> and I go and I go through and I go through the books. And now everybody can give to, I give to Syria to Mira to look through for the for the younger ones. But I go through I go the, uh, I go through the books, and I and I'm telling you that that around three four years ago. There was a book that had a very nice, loving, you know, all these, all these books are very nice titles and very sweet and so on. And it looks like a, there's a pretty drawing on the cover. The kids just grab, you know how they take the kids and the little ones, and the, they just collect, they, they just grab stuff off the shelves, right? So the kids, so the kid, the kids bring home this home and I, and, and, they, and, and show me the book. I look at this book. It, it was a book about two fathers, two men. Two men raising raising a child. Two men raising a child. And the book shows them holding hands, the, the men, and shows them in the bedroom also. In a child's book, 
with illustrations for children and and written for maybe maybe for like you know like a, a seven year old eight year old but those kind of you know, like you know ten words on a page and and yes yes uh, John we are different in the eyes of the world but we love you and and you also you know all these the shyness. In the world, this is the most. This is, this is something which is very, very beautiful. In our eyes, it's a girl nefesh, it's a toeva, it's trash. That's a very extreme case of trash. But even if you look in the ones that are in the books that are nicer, it's trash. Ninety percent is trash. Ninety percent. Maybe Good Night Moon is a good one. I like that one. That's nice. <laughs> but other than that, oh, that's a very deep. That's a very deep thing. Also, there's a lot that you could dash on that book for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's a book. That book, <clears throat> I could read it a thousand times. I love it. But the, and there are certain ones that are written with Derek Harris and Chachma from the from the old ones, from the Heintek from the new ones. Ninety nine percent is trash. You know, Michael Nesbitt's book, Saving Childhood. I think I get rid of. I don't think I ever gave it back to you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's a great book. Yeah. So we were looking. You know, I, I, I've done it all the years. So I bought out. I bought out a lot of the old books. You know, the Hardy Boys from from way back, and other books from from the old days when 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 the, the other guy when the other boy's father was. How are you, Mister So and So? And yes, sir. And Mister So and So, right? <clears throat> so. The um, you know even when we were even like what was the most as as little kids, the the, the most uh, the, the most disobedient character on television was Dennis the Menace, no, the whole mahus of Dennis was that he was a he was a married b'malchus, <laughs> that was his whole mahus that he was or 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 Beaver, right? <laughs> so the whole mitzias of the whole mitzias of of Beaver was that he was that he was like a troublemaker, but a parent was a parent, right? And you didn't see, you never ever. It was still Mr. Wilson, and and um, and and over there you had and leave it to be if you had Eddie Haskell, right? To the parents, there was Derek Harris, the, uh, and they were on to him, and it showed that they were on to him. But never did you see in any of those shows that a parent should be spoken about by a child or by one of the characters in a derogatory way. Ever. I mean, I don't, I mean, not that I, um, you know, remember every, but the, but the, I probably do. <laughs> but the, but the general, the general ruach was a ruach of respect. And you know that that's true. It was a ruach of respect in those shows for parents. Two parents and the parents and the parents had respect for each other and how they acted with each other, how they spoke to each other. It was with Derek Harris. So you could say, come on, it's not realistic. We have to be realistic with the kids. And let's face it, most parents hate each other. Let's be realistic. Most parents don't talk to each other in such a nice way. You know the way in uh, Father Knows Best or uh, in, in all of those uh, in all those old shows. So when the children say, you know, uh, um, you know, how come you had television? You were a kid. How can you even compare? For kids, most of those shows, most of the shows were promoting very positive, uh, very a uh, very positive and healthy way of life. Okay, not Alpitara, certainly not. And there's always, of course, there's always going to be a difference. But B'derech Klal, B'derech Klal, what was being what was being promoted was what was was Derech Haaretz for adults. Okay, you could be mischievous, 
and certainly there was a lot of mischief, but the mischief was not one that was that was with gaiva, and it wasn't with a and it wasn't with a with an azizpanim to adults. Well, now the whole thing is an azizpanim to the adults. The whole thing is with azizpanim. It's with arrogance and with chutzpah and with gaiva. All the all the books, all the television shows, and even the way that the and even when we were younger, the way that the athletes spoke. I mean, when the athletes spoke, whatever they could say, I mean, who are we dealing with over here? You know, these uh, brain-dead people. But but when they spoke, what they said was, with their heritage for authorities, with their heritage for, 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 for the fans. So the certain amount they spoke with their heritage. <coughs> the, what, what are the kids watching nowadays? Realize how much, how, 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 how careful we have to be that we shouldn't, God forbid, we shouldn't raise them in such a way and what we're competing with. What we're competing with as parents, as rebellion, what we're competing with. So what the Rebbe is saying is the terror is not that you should become like one of them. So now you're going to become like one of the characters in the television show? A lot of parents do. You know, my kid's going to like me. My kid loves that show. Don't see, well, how could I get to my kid? So my kid loves that show. So I'm going to become like the father of that show. So we're going to dress the same and act the same and we're going to hang together and be cool and, you know. This is chinuch. That's what it means to be mechanech a child. It's not chinuch to 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 make yourself into some character from a television show or for some stupid book. That's not chinuch. But 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 who are you talking to nowadays? Bechlal to talk. If you would tell if you would tell a secular psychologist that you believe in the importance of of a child being an awe of a parent and revering a parent. He's going to call the social services. They'll come after you. You're going to, they're going to take you away in a paddy wagon. And you'll, be, you'll put handcuffs on you. And you'll say, what did I do? We, we heard that your child said that, he's, that he is in awe of you and that he reveres you. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> you get a good lawyer. <laughs> That's it. You're finished. You finish. What do I do? I read it in the safe. The possessed the said they should be gil that your child should be trembling and being. They'll lock you up. To lock you up. I remember one of the funniest things. I don't know if you remember when the Skalana Rebbe came. To he was by uh, in Yehuda's by Yehuda's house. Uh, what was it? Maybe two years ago, right? The Skalana the Skalana Rebbe came, and you remember that Rabbi Kamenetsky, Rabbi Yom Kamenetsky, was translating. Right, this, the Rebbe was talking Yiddish. So it's one of the funniest things ever. So you know the Skalana Rebbe. It's Sadiq Yisad Oilam. He's, he's, he's a picture of the holiness of, of, of what used to be by our people. It's a holy Jew. So the Rebbe was talking Kedarko, like for half hour about television, right? He was ranting on and on about television, and you can't have it in the house, and it's a Tumah, and whoever has it is like, it's like, you know, it's a Rishus, and it was like, you wouldn't, it's stuff that he was saying. He was going off for like 25 minutes, a half hour, talking in Yiddish about this, and he had the Oilam from the Shul, right, and the people from the neighborhood, and then Rabbi Mineski, Rabbi Kamenesky says, he's, it came time for him to translate, so the Rebbe said, okay, so Rabbi Kamenesky says, the Rebbe wishes everybody well. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives everybody a that they should have simcha and nachas. You remember? <laughs> 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 Why? Because Rabbi Kamenetsky knows. What I, he, he knows what am I going to do with the island? What am I going to say? No, I'm gonna, you know, I should translate what the Rebbe said. <laughs> you know, he does. You know, he wants everybody to love the Rebbe and to. He, somebody, well, well, you know, but 
<laughs> it's a problem. You can't say the truth. You can't say the truth. If you say the truth, you're afraid that they, uh, you're going to lose the people. That, you, know, you can't say the truth. <clears throat> One of the things that everybody used to, when, when I was first coming to the neighborhood, so I was getting, a, everybody warned me, be careful, you know, like, basically be careful, don't say the truth. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell them what you really think. Because Betev, I'm a Kanoi. And don't say what you really think. And all these cheshbonis of, of, of trying to dress things up and say, and not, and not to be honest, not to be truthful. I, mean, I don't believe in that. I mean, I guess you've discovered that. <laughs> that, I, that. I don't believe that because I believe that, I believe that Jews, when Jews care for each other and love each other, they could hear, they could hear something, even it might be that they, that they don't agree with it, but they could, that doesn't mean that that, has shown that, it, that makes a distance between people. God forbid. Not only that, but I believe that Be'etzim, Jews want to know the truth. I, re- I really do. I believe the Jews want to know the truth. <clears throat> How it's given and, and what to say, of course, that requires a tremendous amount of discipline. But the Jews, Jews want to be macabre the truth, and they're tired of hearing. They're tired of hearing things that, are, that, that they that they instinctively know are not are not, are not true. And, and that's what he says. <laughs> and then when the Rebbe shows a smile. After the moment of, of discipline, so that smile that the Rebbe shows increases the love that the, that the, that the child has for him. Umama uh, No, I'm sorry, I finished that, that the paragraph. Yeah. So he says, yeah. That the Shlo said that you should tell the child that he's a chacham. Say good things to the child and about the child. In order to draw the heart of the child to us. And the, and the Rebbe says, not only that, it'll help you to teach, it'll help you with teaching also. Not just that the, that the child will, will love you, but as far as getting the material across as well. As far as getting the Chomer across. The material, going through the curriculum. It'll also help. It, it, it opens up and it develops the kishrein is the kaiches, the talent, the skill of the cha- of the student. Shalaguf amayach physically and intellectually, lot says me to come out of of hiding. That the child, that the child's mind, the child's able to develop in a healthy way. This chazekulis azir b'tayru ba'avida to strengthen himself in tayru and avida. Moshe l'misha meshabchem asav b'fanim shenadvan hu. If you praise somebody, the Rebbe says, Lamashal. If you praise a person and you tell him, Ah, you're such a, you're such a generous person. You're really, you're really a generous giving person. By doing that, by doing that, you're, you're opening the heart of that person to want to give more. And to want to give more tzedakah, and to be more generous and more giving. Even though in the past he wasn't able to overcome the Yetzirah not to give. But by telling him, you're such a giving person, you're such a generous person. Once you open up the heart. Because by praising him that he's an Advan, even though you know that he has a problem with that. But by praising him as an Advan, you were able to, to trick that koach that's hiding inside of him, because really inside of himself, he wants to give. Every Jew wants to give inside of himself. 
So by saying it in the proper way and by praising him, you're able to sort of lure out from within him that part of him that wants to give. You draw it out from him. Lord says, to overcome that mead of, of, of kamsanus, of uh, stinginess. You have to you have to see a good mead in the child, and you have to search for that mead and to and to draw it out from the child, and to talk to him about that mead of like Rabbi Nachman, that famous Torah Azamra and Reish Pepeis, the Azamra with the whole Indian of bringing a Jew close to the Rebbeinu and bringing a Jew close to himself is by is by finding whatever good there is inside the child. And, 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 and focusing on that and whatever good there is inside oneself and focusing on that as well when you praise him and you say you have such there's such greatness inside of you tell the kid and if you work hard you tell the kid you tell an adult you tell yourself you can reach, you can reach the, the, the greatest heights Hold the seichel v'das yasu over malam. It has to be done with seichel and das, with intelligence, and with wisdom. You don't want the kid to stand become a balgaiva. You have to be careful how you do this. The kid shouldn't just uh, shouldn't just be inflating the child's ego. It has to be it has to be done with a lot of seichel and with and with proper measure. This rashus like they say, he might he might begin to become lazy. He says, oh, I'm, I'm so special, I'm so good, I don't have to do anything. <clears throat> I remember I once told you the Maisa, it's a whole long story, but the point of the Maisa was that, it, it, that, they, that they desperately needed some money to pay for a, for a, for a chasna of uh, a chasna kal that, 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 that were Yusayim, that were orphans. And, and, and there was, uh, it was a, the, nobody had any money in the shtetl. There was one very rich Jew that lived in a, in a mansion on the outskirts of town. And um, at that time, I don't remember who was the Balatanya it was the Balatanya, and maybe it was the Rebbe Elimelech. There were three tzaddikim. And uh, it was the, Rebbe, the Balatanya, the Rebbe, maybe the Rebbe Shmelke. There were three tzaddikim. The Balatanya was the youngest, of course, of that of the Chavraya there. And um, and the Balatanya said, well, there's only one person left. In order to make the chasna, we have to go talk to the, uh, we have to go talk to the Kamsin, you know, to the, to the cheapskate. So the other tzaddikim said, forget it, we tried many times, there's nobody to talk to, we can't get a penny from him. So Tanya said, we, we can, let's go to him. And, and the Tanya said, but on the Tanai, that whatever I say, you go along with me, the Tanya said. Anything that I say to him, you have to go along. You can't, you can't say anything other than what I say, Let, I'm taking care of it. So the other two tzaddikim went with him. And they came to this mansion. And uh, he's not going to turn away the tzaddikim or listen to them. So, uh, so Balatanya talks about the chasna kala, and they don't have parents, and Sachmonis, and, and, and they were trying to put together a, a, a chasna for them, and so on. So, so, uh, and the Tanya talks with, you know, in a very convincing, in a very moving way. You could imagine, the uh, Tanya, he could, he, he could, he could, uh, a rock would give money, right? So, the, the man is like in tears. And he says, okay, Rabbi, okay, I understand the importance of the thing. And this millionaire comes back with, with like a, a cupback, like, like, like a dollar. With a dollar. After this like hour pitch, comes, the guy comes back with a dollar. So the, so the Balatanya, the other Tzaddikim, the Balatanya takes the dollar and he says, unbelievable. 
that you are that you're willing to give to such a chashiva thing, and that it meant so much to you that you would give us this money. You don't know how chashiva it is to us, and and and, and Hashem is should give you brachas and Yeshuas and thank you, Amen, Amen. They walk out, <coughs> they walk out, and the two other tzaddikim look at the Tanya like he's out of out of his mind. He gave you a dollar. Says, Shh. They're walking. They're not even ten steps. The Kamsin comes. The, the, the miser comes with another, with another. Uh, but this time it's uh, a few rubles. Oh, I can't believe it, you mamish! T- today, this is a, we never dreamt of such a thing. How much you're giving? By the time it came, he paid for the entire chasna. <laughs> By the time the tzaddikim came to the entire chasna, and they asked the Balatanya, and the other, how did you know? So Tanya said, I knew this. I knew that once his heart was open and he gave a kopek, then it was just a matter of, of the rest. It was just a matter of time. Till the rest was good. Because he's a, he, a Jewish heart. It's just that once it's open, then I knew that it was, going to, it was going to flow. In the beginning it's a trickle, but then it was going to flow. <clears throat> the whole point, of course, is to, is to open the heart. And that's what the Rebbe is talking about. When it comes to a child learning Torah, when it comes to a child davening, it's all, it's all opening the heart. And that's what this whole safe is going to be about. And then, and the latest, and Achshar Savreichim, how to open the heart. But once the heart of a Jew is opened, so then it's just a question of time, but is going to, it's going to be flowing out from the heart. I'm not going through the different places in Torah and Shonarach that teach us the methods of Chinuch. Certainly in our generation, we have, to, we have to be very, very careful with all of these things. So the more you look through the Svarim and you look through the, the Rishonim and Achronim, you'll find good ways of, of teaching and, and giving over Torah. It's proper that a number of times in the week, Yilmud Avlamid is in Talmud of Medrash and Yankiv. This even now, they're not, they're, they're, many of this, many of the Rebbeim don't know this. The Rebbe says that the, a few times a week, at least, the Rebbe should not just learn with them the Gemara, but the Rebbe should learn with them also Medrash and Yankiv stories and Medrash. That if you want to know who is the one that created the world, if you want to come to know Hashem, you have to learn the the the, the You have to learn the, the also the non halachic parts, the medrashim and the stories and so on. Opens up the heart. The Talmud Gagol Yosei Yilmad Ba'atzmo, and the the boys who are already older should learn on their own. And if the Rebbe wants to say something to the students about something don't just talk about the punishments. If you want to say something from Musa, say, but don't just say about the Gehenims and the punishments and all these things. You should learn the Svarim to talk about the greatness of a Jewish soul, the greatness of the Nishama. And how close the soul of a Jew is to Hashem. The Salusan, how exalted it is. That, that a Nisham of a Jew is greater than any Malach, greater than any angel. If all you teach the kid, is about Gehenim and about punishments and about how terrible he is. Not only are you not going to bring him closer to Hashem with that 10-minute Musa Seder, not only are you not going to bring him closer to Hashem, it's guaranteed it's going to create a distance. <laughs> 
as gam as gam So you have a lot of these rebellion that they, that they'll tell about how great the Chavetz Chaim was, and how great and how and how great you know the Vilna Gaon was, and how great this tzaddik and that tzaddik. But as far as as far as you're concerned, you guys are, are the lowest of the low. You're the lowest. And all the stories that the tzaddikim tell them is, look at the difference between me and that tzaddik. But a Rebbe who knows how to tell a story says, you should know that you have such a nisham. This, you, 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 in my mind, you have certain characteristics of Reb, of Reb Chaim Brisker, who is so gentle-natured and kind. And you have certain characteristics of the Chavetz Chaim that you're a good neshama. Not like, not like most of the stories. I, I hear stories from my Rebbe. The stories are always for the purpose of pointing out how different you are from them. How great they were and how low you are. <laughs> you know? How they have the biggest chalik in Ganadin, but boys, the way you're going is straight to Gehenna. I can tell you your head is straight for Gehenna. <laughs> and if you want to know how, if you want to know how deep Gehenna is, look how different you are from the Chavetz Chaim. And that's guaranteed to inspire the children. You understand? All the stories, they can't stand the stories. Because every time you hear a story, every time the kid hears another story, it means here it comes. Here it comes. My Rebbe is going to point out how great the Chavetz Chaim was and how I, I would never shovel the snow at two in the morning for, you know, for another Jew. And how, and how my life is so far from the life of the Chavetz Chaim. <clears throat> and that's what the kids are hearing. And the Moses say that? Musa, Musa, the word Musa becomes a dirty word to the kids as they grow up. This was not what the tzaddikim, that's not, the Bali Musa didn't mean that. That's not how they were giving it over. <coughs> we just finished, we have two minutes. V'chein, as ha-moshul yiznucham lavnavavasabonim. And you have to also a rebbe and a parent has to know how to use mesholim to use parables. Mesholim are very powerful to teach to, by using examples, stories. say that you should that mesholim to use a mesholim to use a parable is the most powerful tool. Because why? Because it brings it into the child's world. You talk about a prince, you talk about a princess, you talk about the palace, you talk about the the kid. The kid, you know, he, it, 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 it enters into his world. You're coming to his world, and you tell him also, you're coming to that world that the child understands, and if you have to use Mashal, you use him, baseball, you use this, you use that. whatever it is, but you have to enter into the child's life. By using a Mashal, you enter into the child's life. And you have to know how to tell a Mashal in a good way, that the kid should feel, that he should feel mamish that he's there. That he's in the story. That when you hear, when the child hears the marshal of the story, that the Rebbe wants to teach a lesson by telling a story that you, that, that you don't just say in a second, but you give the marshal over, you tell it over good and with a lot of details. And you paint a picture of what it looks like in the palace. And where, and what's happening. And, and you go into, and the kid gets mamish, his, his heart becomes engaged in the marshal. Even the kid knows it's only a marshal. When you're telling the marshal, the kid feels that he's mamish seeing it. He's there. And he becomes more excited than he does from the nimshal. He says, and the Rebbe says, I'm going to give you some examples in the Sefer about how to, how to give over a marshal, how to say a marshal. When he told over a marshal, we would sit on the edge of the chairs. When he said over a marshal, it was unbelievable. 
He would tell the marshal for a half hour and the nimshal would be 30 seconds. But the marshal, like, you know, you, you were mamish there when it was happening. You felt that you were there. We'll see later on in the third paragraph. The reason I go into all those details is to give you an example of how to tell a marshal so that the kid will, would be excited by it and, have, and I feel his spilers from it. And, and, and as a result of the, he, as a result of that, he'll, he'll, he'll want more than anything, not this world, but to draw closer to Hashem with Torah and with Avayda Bamis. So next week we're going to begin the Rebbe's little discussion with this, with the kids. And after the discussion with the children, then the Sefer will begin, Mr. Shah.